Welcome to the NFT video mini-series presented by StockTwits. I'm one of the hosts for this series, Jacob, and I'm the co-founder of the NFT card game Duo. We are super excited to be partnering with StockTwits to bring you this educational series all about NFTs. So let's jump into the video. Thank you for joining us for another video in our NFT mini series with Jason, the founder of Duo. And today we're gonna dive into the idea of utility value in NFTs. We've been kind of talking about utility value. It's something that uh, we've actually said a few times in the videos that you've probably heard utility value, utility value. But what does that actually mean? We've talked about community value, but what is this factor of utility value for NFTs? Yeah, it's a great question. And, and this is really why I'm so glad that StockTwits has helped with this educational series because there's a ton of content and words that people use. It's just like, whoa, slow down. What is that? So when we're looking at utility value, utility is just how is an NFT creating value for you as the owner or the, or the user of it? And we've already looked at and kind of talked about this primary utility value or, or this, this first piece of utility that you get of access. So how do I get into something? Can I, can I get into a club? Can I get into an event? That is a primary utility value of just access. Very simple. Since you have the thing, now you can come in. Yeah. Uh, there's, an, there's another layer of utility value which is geared around collectibles or some kind of social status. Almost like trading cards. Yeah, yeah, or, or like art even, like this piece of art here behind us, um, that, that utility value is, I have this, I belong to that community, and I, and I like it, right? It may or may not get me into something, um, but at the end of the day, it is my expression as a person, like this is the stuff that I like and this is who I am as an individual. So there's, there's a social status there. And certainly more so if you're going out and dropping millions of dollars on a piece of NFT art, which this was not. Well, I think it's very similar to, you know, home decor, right? Like people right. spend money on home decor. Right. There's different spectrums there. Yeah. Obviously, you so. Can, you can get the uh, the IKEA piece of furniture or the really fancy piece of furniture that may look nearly identical. Right, but there's definitely a status difference in, in having that in your home. So you're saying kind of similarly, that could be a utility for, for some art NFTs. Right, absolutely. And, and then there's a third piece of utility which I think is is really we're just discovering as developers and as communities around NFT, which is what I call functional utility. So like what is this long-term interaction with an NFT? And that could be broken down in many different ways. Um, but I think maybe the easiest way is when you look at it through the lens of, of gaming, NFT gaming. So give me an example then of functional, of functional utility value in an NFT within gaming, like what is that? So if you think about a game, any kind of game that you play, there's actions that you take within the game. Right. Um, and sometimes those actions are very repetitive. So you, you have it a lot. This could be a, something as simple as I have a sword in a game and I'm killing monsters with the sword. Every time that sword kills a monster, maybe there's an interaction that that sword can take as an NFT. So if that sword was an NFT, it's a unique item that you own in the game, 
but it also can change over time because as a game developer, you can say, I know this is a unique item. There's only one of it. It is currently owned by this player and he's killed this many monsters with it. Therefore, it gets more powerful over time. So what you're telling me is that I could actually just become a sword farmer where maybe I get a super powerful sword and then I sell it off to somebody else that wants that sword. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, maybe there's a part of the game in which it's really important. You gotta have powerful swords to kill monsters and then you don't need it, right? Or maybe you just wanna hold on to it because you cleared that part of the game better than anybody else and you, you had the best stats. So there's a lot of different ways that you can play the game when each item in the game becomes its own unique asset. Because instead of earning that item in the game, maybe that would take me like 10 hours of gameplay to grind through, or I could just buy it from another player, uh, which I think is a very important concept. It's not this you know, game developer that all of a sudden is just making more money because you don't wanna grind. It's another player who's earned this piece of uh, in-game item or other in-game asset that you can now buy and you're paying somebody else. Uh, and then maybe the game developer takes a fee and that's their monetary model. So when we look at the utility value of NFTs, and even in a broader sense uh, in our world, there's this you know functional value that you're talking about. But there's a lot of different assets within a, a video game. There's a lot of different you know in assets within our, our daily life too that this I think could apply to as well. So what is kind of uh, the difference? Like are all of these assets NFTs? So when you look at functional utility, remember like the core reason anything should be used as an NFT is to show ownership, who currently owns this thing, how, what's the history behind that, so has it transferred once or a hundred times, and then also where did it come from? Is it what it claims to be? So did it come from that point of origin? Was this sword from this game? Um, and I, I think that when you look at it in that lens, a game has a ton of different things, right? So it could, lot, be, yeah. it could be a sword, it could be a skin. I mean, skins to win, right? Like That's right. skins equals wins, man. Um, but in this new way of gaming, and I use gaming because it feels a lot like our everyday life. Like it's very broad to your yeah. point. Um, it allows you to take each asset. So maybe it's a, maybe it's a piece of music, right? Within a game, yeah. that piece of music could be its own NFT to where every time the music is played, somebody goes through a level or maybe it's a, a, a radio song within a game. Every time that music is played and players are enjoying that, the game creators could reward that, that author of that music. Or I could have my own theme song within a game. Yeah, absolutely. You could have your own theme song and then other people could buy or even just interact and play your theme song within their game experience and you could be rewarded that way. There's a ton of different things that you can do with this utility. So how is this different than the current system of game de like game developers are employing and how is this kind of revolutionizing NFT gaming through this functional utility value? Yeah, so functional utility value and when you look at this in comparison to the other two types of utility that we've talked about, which is you know, do I have access to something? Well, if you're playing the game, you're, you're already in, right? You have that access, you're into the game already. Uh, or is there some collectible? That may be like a skin within a game, but really the functional utility is how many times does it get used, 
right? If I have a piece of art hanging on my wall, that's a great collectible. People may see that every once in a while. It's a good status symbol to show who I am as a person uh, and what I believe in, but it also doesn't give you true functional utility. Right, because yeah. it's used very little in comparison to a sword killing monsters in a game that you grind on 10 hours a day, right? Right, there's a lot more that goes into that piece of, of uh, utility. So where this differs is the ability to transfer value, right? Mm -hmm. Because NFTs are a transfer of value of some sort. It's, it's this because trust Because it's a layer. transfer of ownership. Yeah, 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 so there's this trust layer, there's a unique ownership, and when you have this ownership, you build up value uh, for yourself and for everybody in the future that interacts with that NFT. So for example, if you create a song within a game, a little theme song, and people like that and it goes viral and they want to play that while they're playing their game, you could be rewarded every time that song is played. And maybe that's an in-game token that you could convert to cash or to another cryptocurrency. Maybe that's future access to NFTs. Maybe that's leaderboard status. There's all sorts of different ways. But as a game developer, now I would have the ability to uh, transfer that value much faster and easier to you as a player, and also create a whole different model around how players actually own the game instead of game developers or big corporations owning the game. Well, I think you're starting to get into this idea of play to earn gaming because you were talking about almost an investment, right? Yep. Uh, uh, an actual investment in both time and money into assets within a video game that then have a purpose that you can then sell at a profit, hopefully, um, you know, if you did a good job in the game. And that is a, a wild uh, speculation as to kind of like the future of gaming. Yeah. So. Well, and it's the future of gaming, but I also think that if you take this back to like the broader sense of real life, right? Mm -hmm. Like what does this look like in our everyday life? Functional utility is, you know, how often do I interact with something in real life? Maybe I use my car every single day, um, but maybe I'm only using it for one trip every single day. And this is kind of the idea of, that Uber took as a company where it said, well, you only use your car 5% of the day. What if, you just rode in other people's cars. You're like, hop in a car with a stranger and they'll take you wherever you need to go and you'll be able to get a car in three minutes. And I mean, rewind the clock yeah. a few years. It's not that long. That was a crazy idea. That was pretty wild. And now we use it all the time. And what did so. you need? You just needed an app and a credit card in your phone and that app could connect to other apps in cars to direct that driver to come pick you up and payment was already taken care of, so that trust was taken care of. Like there's some really simple things that they had, but they created this incredible value for the world to where now you can jump in a car with a stranger <laughs> and uh, go anywhere in a very short amount of time. Well, I think that it's super exciting that we get to be kind of on the cusp of this this revolution this change that's coming i do want to pick your brain a lot more on this play to earn idea and actually investing through a video game that's a wild concept but we're going to save that for another video so make sure you join us for another video in our nft mini series where we're going to talk about play to earn gaming so make sure you join us for that video that's coming in our nft video series 
presented by StockTwits. Thank you again, Jason, for your time.